Folks, this is your captain speaking. We're just preparing the craft for departure and undergoing some last-moment pre-flight checks. But once underway, we'll be flying at about 6,000 miles per hour at an altitude of 300 feet as we depart the BFE non-stop towards our destination of... Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. Yeah, it's best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Georgia. And this is kind of cool. Um, we're doing a clip for takeoff today on Headless by Shipwrecked Comedy. Yeah. Um, I say kind of cool, uh, to- of its own right anyway, as yeah. a as a media product. Not, I mean, it's, it's the first episode of a web series, and that's, we've done the sort of stuff with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Which is more, but that's more like of a conventional television episode length. This is still in that sort of web series Slightly shorter. Slightly yeah. shorter sort of thing. But also kind of cool because I, one of the main um, contributors to this, one of the driving forces, is I'm going to go ahead and save a term friend of the podcast, <laughs> Sean Prasad. Yeah. Who we've had on um, the pod way back. Yep. Way back. If the BFEs amounted to anything of legitimacy, which I say with a very big, I didn't know about that. <laughs> but if we have now, we certainly weren't when, when, when he came on the show. No. We were just a few people with a couple of microphones trying to pretend like we knew what we were doing. Yep. And very uh, similar to now, but slightly nicer microphones. What now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know about uh, yours is nicer. No, my, well, mine's nicer. Yeah, but I, I just mean the idea about how you felt about our sort of place in the oh, indie podcast universe. Yeah, we found a little bit more of a. I think we found pocket. our groove, and we found yeah. our pocket, and we found a comfort level with that place. Yeah, definitely. And back then we didn't. No. And Sean came on having done a, a, a he had a role in Mank. Yeah. And so we had Sean on, and Sean talked to us about all sorts of things, working with, oh my word, I've just forgotten the director's name. Oh my, uh, 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 um, is it David Fincher? Yes. That sounds right, David Fincher. Um, working with David Fincher, his experience on, you know, his, his usual day-to-day as sort of a, a, a writer, a director, a, a, a sort of more pro- producer of content yeah and then this side as well though which exists um which is the um sort of professional actor go out and 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 look for work in other people's other people's products and so that was a really fascinating sort of double thing so if you if you haven't seen mank go watch him in mank mank's mank's good it was a good film yeah and then you can listen to a truncated version of our interview that we did with him on that episode mm-hmm. and then we released the full interview with no abridgments at all and we talked about sort of everything yeah that we could and sean was excellent uh gave us a lot of his time uh his cat me out a bit which pip heard through our the headphones and barked back yeah, yeah. it was it, it, it's a great time <laughs> but i spend so much time talking about this in the sense that you know We've been lucky to have some guests, and we've been lucky to have some increasingly high, higher profile guests mm-hmm. as we've gone through. But Sean came on when we were just – we didn't really have any sort of notoriety for us nope. whatsoever. Because each person you have on becomes part of that curtain call, because when, 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 I'm only pitches to yeah, the guests. Yeah, of course. And so at the time, it was like we'd done um, After 82, yep, and we'd, we'd spoken to them. But that was really it. Yeah. And so we'd been able to say, you know – Sean Prasad, an actor in an Oscar, not only nominated, but an Oscar winning film. Yeah. 
you know, all that stuff. Do we get um, Simon Callow without that? Without having Sean I first? don't know, okay. but it certainly didn't hurt. Yeah, definitely. It didn't hurt at all. And so um, as a result, I, I know that the pod, uh, I, we kept this relatively, we didn't, we didn't whatever, but, but the pod, and this is long before our Patreon days. Yeah. But we, uh, as a pod, decided to support in some capacity um, the creation of this series. Kickstarter for this, yeah. Kickstarter for, so as, as an institution, we did that. Now that's separate even to you yourself. Yes. So yeah. I do want to wear our biases sort of on our sleeve right oh, at the start. Definitely. I mean, if you, uh, you've only got to watch the first episode and skip to the last scene of the credits because my name is in it. Like I definitely added some monetary value to the creation of Headless and I'm very, very happy that I did. I'm very proud that I did because it's something that I really felt quite passionate about definitely at the time and still do and i'm really excited to watch it all come out but equally these are people i mean i there aren't many people in the cast even if this first episode that i'm going i don't know who you are oh really okay because i've seen most of them in other things growing up like i started following um the same sort of people as shipwrecked 10 years ago like so i've grown through my like teens and early adulthood with these people as like media creators that i've watched especially someone like john cozart who we'll talk about i'm sure briefly who plays the okay the, yeah um ukulele he was early known as paint on youtube and he did the songs about the disney princesses and stuff that like oh really that's okay him. Yeah. yeah yeah so like i've grown up with masses of that content and stuff so it's really cool to see them in a more sure professional environment but yeah i am definitely very biased and predisposed to like this <laughs> yep um, I should say again, I'm still without my regular computer, so I'm hoping everything's just, I don't have my usual format sheet. Ah, okay. So I'm trying to remember what we usually did, but this part where I usually go, we're going to treat this much like a pilot of any television series that we yep. talk about. And that's the cleared for takeoff sort of branding and gimmick. I still think it's so clever. Is, is, is all about. <laughs> um, so the question is, you know, our sort of pre-flight checks, I guess, if you will, but in order to be successful, pilots do three things. It has to uh, introduce the characters. Yep. It has to introduce, it has to create a feeling or a mood in the audience. Yep. And it has to give you a reason to come back. Yep. Those are the three things that if successful, pilot should do all three of those things. We haven't done one of these in Stranger Things, I want to think. Yeah, Stranger Things was awesome. Wow. Yeah. That was a very good episode for us. Yeah. Not so much. So much in that, Not yes. So much pe- the fans are strange. Well, no, people, did, we didn't get any hate. We didn't get any hate <laughs> no, at all. No, no. But a lot of people found the pod through that. Well, there you go. That's why I'm trying to get Ethan on to talk about House of the Dragon or whatever it's called. House of Dragons. I think it's House of the Dragon. No, it's House of Dragons. As it, in, because they're all dragons, I think. Yeah, that's why I'm saying House of the Dragon, because they're... House of Dragons. Multiple. I, I hate to break this to you. It's House of the Dragon. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. I'm going to play him. <laughs> I, I was like... That was one of those times where I was like, no, no, I'm really oh, sure about this one. I mean, I've not watched any yet. See, any I'm, Game of Thrones, see, I'm, so. I'm a Game of Thrones guy. Yep. Yeah, you are. I'm not very much. So not. I'm hoping Ethan will be up for because Ethan's when we said, oh, we should do it. And unfortunately, our schedules haven't been able to work that one out just yet. Yeah. But I also want to attack it while it's still hot. hot. I don't want to wait till we're six episodes in before I go, let's look at episode one. <laughs> so there you go. There's a little, little cheat of what's coming down the pipe, hopefully with the BFE. Yep. So let's jump through. I took some notes uh, on the pilot, as I'm known to do. I guess in this regard, we're both kind of, if we want to do our metaphor, we're both unfamiliar with the route. But we've flown but you're, but people you, before. But, but you're a big fan of the airline, and, yeah. I've, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I, I've flown them once or twice. Yep. So there we go. Um, we start with very, 
a very dark scene, which is naturally it has to be, of uh, someone running from something yeah. with a um, with a sort of haunting theme, mm-hmm. haunting. Um, I'm not looking for the word jingle, but a haunting tale. Yes, sung to us. Um, and we see Rip Van Winkle, as we find out, running through the woods, and we get that great shot where, you know, if you've seen Jaws, it's, like, you know, it's a point of view yeah. shot from whoever's attacking him, and we get, no, no, and it's great because it creates an enigma. What got him? Now, hopefully, if you're watching something called Headless, you've got some sort of base knowledge. Headless, a sleepy hollow tale. A sleepy yeah. hollow tale. You've got some knowledge. Now, again, that might play more in the States than it does over here. Yeah, I mean, I'm only literally just know the names of the things like i've not i don't have any other familiarity with it other than i know who the headless horseman is and i know that sleepy hollow is where that takes place even for me living in canada uh, well i mean I, I bounced back and forth in england and canada as a kid i didn't get a whole lot of headless horseman sort of stuff no um and we did we we reviewed oh whatever that that film was that had toad of toad hall and and headless horseman it was one of those Disney, back on the talk in the mickey days right yeah i don't know if you were there, were you no, there for, oh yeah it's 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 neither one of them are really strong <laughs> um <laughs> sleepy hollow story of course it's okay it's, it's, it's sibilance. i did i forgot about the sibilance. i mean and, and the, the great thing about this is of course it's in the public domain so you don't have yep. to pay for any of this nope. so it's all great that's too fair that's a lot of what shipwrecked are known as a literary comedy group that is yep. what they do they focus on novels that and this is really good if if you're an unknown group because the familiarity of the audience with the content yeah will provide there's there's no or even though we're talking about it to a degree there's there's a lesser entry point for for accessibility like mm-hmm. you can go in going all right i kind of know what the headless horseman's about yeah yeah cool definitely um, and the same with some of the other stuff that they've done, the Edgar Allan Poe murder mystery yeah, party and things like that. That was pro- probably one of the most accessible, yeah. I think this is more accessible than that. Actually, yeah, no, you're probably right. I think a lot of people don't really know too much about Edgar Allan Poe besides the fact that maybe he wrote, maybe he was a writer or maybe he wrote gothic stories. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, so, to be fair, we've talked about this opening far longer than the opening actually <laughs> takes place because then we get our title sequence and then we get again, but it's daylight now, and we, but we still hear the same singing voice. Mm-hmm. And it's a year later. And it, we should mention it's set in modern times. Yep. Yeah, which was, which was a cool riff. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and we get theme song 2.0, I'm calling about it. And we meet Ichabod Crane, played by a friend of the podcast, Sean Prasad. I was going to say, how many people are you going to recognize? I hope Sean is one of them. <laughs> it's not a long list with me. No, no. But I have a far less um, intense history with them oh god yeah, yeah yeah you've seen things but you've seen them kind of once whereas i've seen yeah I can't, in, pre- in preparation for the for the mank interview i watched mank i met watched mank once i watched his scene four or five times yeah and then i watched a smattering of uh shipwreck stuff yeah from all sorts of things uh so i was a little bit getting whiplash what was the one that i watched it was a musical it was a musical. He's a private eye. Oh, Gilded, Gilded Lily. Yeah, okay. So yeah. I watched the Gilded Lily as well. And that was the, the big other thing that I watched. Yeah. But I think it was literally like the day of. And I was yeah. trying to sort of get my head around kind of the Who feel. these guys were. Yeah, of, of yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to talk to him about his role as a creator and not just as an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So um, we think the minstrel singing to us because he's staring down the barrel of the gun. And... Uh, then all of a sudden we have the reveal, and it's great. And, you know, you can always count on a Shad and Shanaid Prasad. 
Yep. Sort of. Uh, and I don't want to because there is a director who's not Sean Prasad. I went ahead and looked to see who the director was. Matt someone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it, but it's a shipwrecked. Maybe I can put it this way. You can always tell a shipwrecked thing because there's lots of comedy and the camera is often used to do parts of that. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the cinematography in this, I was impressed with consistently throughout. Definitely, yeah. Whereas you could be tempted to just go really plot, especially because they write really well. Yeah, they write really well, and 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 as actors, uh, they've got that sort of wink and a nod, uh, uh, wink and a nod, sorry, uh, sort of delivery, which is generally quite good. Um, hey, it's, it's it's Canadian quite, so the Americans don't know what I mean by that. <laughs> That's that was an amplifier. Um, and so we get a, a small glance. He's got a token in his hand. I don't know if it's a necklace. I don't know if it's a brooch, but there's some sort of silver design on it. It felt yeah. very Pirates of the Caribbean to me. Like a silver version of the Aztec gold. It's a bit like that, yeah. Yeah. And then he's looking for the old Dutch house. And we get told you can't miss it. And well, you could miss it, but then you'd end up in the cursed bog. And (laughs) and the minstrel of wonders allowed himself, is it cursed or is it cursed? (laughs) And uh, then we we, we, we cut to a a jump cut to, to him in the cursed bog. Yep. Which was a nice touch, and it's, I don't mean, it doesn't just to be, if you know how high I hold this sort of humor, hopefully people understand this is a respectful comment. This is almost like Muppet-esque. It is, yeah. There is a few things I'm like, this is very Muppety. Yes, definitely. But, but, but with humans. And in the best way. Does this yeah. make Sean Kermit? Because Sean could be Kermit. Sean could absolutely be Kermit. <laughs> so it's not, it wasn't Matt, it was William J. Stribling who directed. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we get to the old Dutch house, and we meet, I believe it's Dufay Martling. Played by Joanna Satamura. Um, and this is good. There's a fun little gimmick where rent's going to be 1200 but for all these reasons, the rent has become increased. It felt like the cost of living crisis was, yep. was happening right in front of Everyone my eyes. Part, yeah. <laughs> like, they probably wrote that and filmed that months and months ago when this wasn't applicable, but jeez, does it feel like how the world is now. Oh, uh, yes, our energy bill being capped by 80% more. That's not a Here cap in the UK, anymore, is it? Yeah. I mean, even the, even the notion of a cap to, to, can, to Canadians and Americans wouldn't mean anything. No. Because that, that, that that's, that's an external government control. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas opposed to in Canada and the US where let, let the market bear what it will. I mean, we might not as, might as well not have it anymore because they're updating it so it can be updated every three months. It's like, that's yeah. barely a cap anymore then, is it? It's all a side note. I have, if, if the, if one of the, if, if the other party, if the other party mm-hmm. doesn't cakewalk to a win in the next election. Yeah. Because basically everything that's happening, everything they promised and were voted and, like, life would be so much better if we'd gone that. Just just financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have had all these government sort of restrictions Barriers. in place. Yeah. 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 Oh, so I don't know how, how you can win this. I don't. No. No. So anyway. Um, and so I do like that he sort of questions it. And she goes, well, when you're a wealthy landlord with great hair. Yep. Uh, which was a great line. And again, kind of Muppety. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I say that with every respect because I actually hold the humor of the Muppets in very high regard. Because it is very clever humor. Because yeah. I've, 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 we often talk about the Muppets. You know, the Muppets aren't kid humor. They're no. not kid humor. They're very adult. It's very dry. Yeah. It's very self-aware. So to see that humor being used by a cast of, I'm going to guess, mostly 20 and 30-somethings. Yeah. Um, it works. It totally works. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then she suggests that he needs to go find a roommate. And that's kind of our drive for the first episode. Yeah. Ichabod needs to find a, a, a housemate. And uh, he goes to colonial drugs and stuff. <laughs> I like the colonial because I guess that's, that's a bit of a callback to to what yeah, it was. Yeah. 
and we meet Matilda Bishop. I believe this is Sinead Prasad. Am I right on that one? Matilda is Sinead. Yeah. Uh, I did. At first, I thought maybe the uh, landlord was, was her. And uh, no. 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 Um, there's a, a great shot that you pointed out of the mirror. So, like, we think we see uh, Ichabod coming in the store, and then the camera pans. And so we had his entry into the setting from a mirror's perspective, and then we panned around. It was just a really lovely shot. Really lovely, yeah. Yeah. Um, We find out that Matilda's got a fake book, good for storing the still-beating hearts of your enemy. Which has got to be a nod to Edgar Allan Poe, surely. Oh, Telltale Heart. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you're you're inhaler. But but it's one of those <laughs> things where, where I think they lead with a more sinister thing, probably a thing that might be accurate, a thing that might be true, yeah. a thing that might hold something to it. And then you do the, the half-assed attempt to cover yeah. with the boring thing. It's funny. I think, yeah, it's great at just dropping breadcrumbs. And there's a lot of breadcrumbs i think yet to be unearthed oh definitely uh she offers if she can get them i I think what the middle thing was but the first offer was a beer i didn't catch what the second one was the third offer was surge you probably don't know what surge is was it it was like a coke derivative wasn't it surge yeah surge is closer to like a mountain dew derivative but it was made by coke i think wasn't it probably yeah i think yeah i have seen bits of it i think but yeah yeah i only had surge when i lived in the states yeah i don't think we've had it here but i've seen it i couldn't oh i can't get i can't get in canada no way yeah so, um, yeah, it's one of those things where if I went back to visit, I'd probably buy a Surge just because I can't it. get it anywhere yeah, else. Yeah. I've had it before, but... Um, oh, I mean, like, to have it, try it again. I think if you have Surge and you've got something, if you've got Mountain Dew beside it, you're probably not reaching for the Surge. In right. the, but it's one of those ones that you just, it's another option you can't, it's like you can't get Mr. Pibb in, uh, in Canada or in the UK, but Mr. Pibb is like a Dr. Pepper. Right. Uh, the fountain drink's much better. If, okay. If if, I, if if it's an option, fountain drink Mr. Pib all day long, <laughs> all day long. Uh, the cans you get Pib extra, and it's not, it's not extra. <laughs> it's extra in the way the kids might say. Oh, so extra. <laughs> but that was long before that, and it's yeah. extra with an X. Uh, like okay. I guess all extras have an X, but, but it like, leads with just the X. An X. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then we meet Kate Van, T- sorry, Cat Van Tassel, and we know she's going to be a big deal because the saxophone kicks in. Yep. <laughs> And there's an air machine, and there's a nice cutaway to um, Sinead, who's being affected by the... The wind machine. <laughs> and I, I keep saying it, very Muppety. Yeah. Yeah, the idea that, you know, here's a trope, and now we're going to show you, if not the cause of the trope, we're going to show you the effects of the trope on characters on other people. not yeah. intended. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know what? It's brilliant. It's cliche, but it lets me know within three seconds, oh, here, she is. Yeah, here's yeah. the love interest. Yep. And Sean's done a, a good enough job, and that might be damning with faint praise because because Sean's been Sean's been excellent, but he's done a good enough job that when that happens, I want to see Sean. He's a great protagonist. I want to see Sean yeah. get. He really is very Kermit like, isn't he? Yeah, I want to. Yes, <laughs> I want to see. He's just got this whole. At least in the way he's presented this. Yeah, he he plays this so wholesome. Yeah, that. Um, oh and we didn't mention he's gonna be the new middle school science teacher so he's just a he's just a good guy isn't he yep and so i want to see this protagonist get the desires of his heart so the minute that he's like we have that that saxophone music i'm like i want to see sean be successful in his romantic pursuit of cat yeah because that's what that's that's how storytelling works yeah absolutely yeah um and then we find out ichabod means absent glory which is brilliant which she's gonna call him yep so she's 
she's not a she's not <laughs> you marry a muppet. She's not a muppet. No, she's a bit more. She's kind of oh, she's like Rashida Jones in the Muppet movie. <laughs> kind of like Zoe Deschanel and almost everything Zoe Deschanel's in. Yeah. She's that kind of a girl you don't know much about. A girl who's very who does not give much away, but is very witty. Yeah, very witty. Um, and so um, Ichabod or Absent Glory meets meets. He tries to invite her to the mayor's ball because there was an invitation yeah. at, at, at the at the old Dutch house. Um, and he tries to show off a bit, doesn't he? Bless him, and she's just having none of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's no interest in going to the mayor's ball whatsoever. Right. Even even advises him to take advantage of the open bar and yep. just drink it because he can afford it. And some nice some nice little breadcrumbs there yeah. for for later on in the episode and uh again this episode had a lot it had to do because it sort of walks us through i mean we gotta, we gotta be a ton of characters mm-hmm. uh it's going to introduce us to a few key locations yep um and it doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome but nor do i get whiplash no it's, it's very well paced yeah uh and we then cut to the mayor's house and i think this is where the device of the minstrel is actually really really handy yeah because you can kind of go we're gonna skip a bit <laughs> here's the next day <laughs> And even by having him be a sort of Greek chorus that Ichabod can interact with. Yeah. Like the bit where he asked him for help, like hanging up the one of those pull-off. No free hands. Yeah, no free hands. The, one of those pull-off kind posters. of posters where you write your phone number and you always take a couple, which he even yeah. does to make it seem like it's got, yeah. it's got interest already. Attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we go to uh, the mayor's house and we meet a whole bunch of characters. Um including i think it's eugene and ramona trousers yep um huge probably my favorite line of the whole episode is eugene looks down the barrel of the gun and goes talking about this previous experience he had with like some uh, acting uh, some acting yeah. goes, i know i'm looking at the camera it's a choice as he's looking <laughs> as he's at the looking camera, down the camera but of yeah. course he should be looking at the camera because it's, it's a point of view shot yeah. so it works in both yeah, frames yeah. it's really clever it's it's very sean and shanae prasad yeah yeah, it just is. Um, meet Dufay's husband, uh, Jeffrey, played by Parvash China. I thought he was great. Yeah. I really liked him. I imagine it is a real deal with doctors always going and being told, hey, can, can you, you have a look at this? Yeah. Is he ever allowed to just be a guy who's yeah. off duty? Yeah. Nah, he, a little bit of a, why does this one ever go, oh, how's your rash? Well, that's not really going to happen <laughs> there. But I do get the idea of, I just can't I just hang out? Can't yeah. I just... And what was the, the the line? They they both catfished each other. Yeah, they're in a double catfish relationship. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. Funny. Uh, we meet Trevor Trinkets, the oldest looking fourteen year old ever recorded. Yep. I mean, the actor who plays him does a fantastic job playing young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's is he a graduate of their acting school? A, a graduate or a student? I think the currently. star pupil, yeah, something star like that. Pupil, yeah. We meet Baltus von Tissel. Played by John Rubenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the mayor? Who's the mayor? And which prompts? Well, actually, another one of my favorite lines was the offer of um, Ichabod's homemade garlic aioli mayonnaise, <laughs> which I think <laughs> is just someone thought of mayonnaise and mayonnaise as a pun, and they're yeah. like, "We got to work this into the script somehow." Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, we find out thanks to the mayor that Ichabod was a big hotshot teacher back in Hartford. Yeah. And to be fair, Hartford's like a boring city. <laughs> it really is. And then we meet uh Kai I mean we meet our antagonist of the episode, Brom Bones, played by Gabe Greenspan. 
Uh, he's kind of a meathead in that he's kind of like a, is he like a rich yuppie meathead? Kind of, yeah. Because his, 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 his little posse of three, they've all got like sweater vests yeah. like, or sweaters <laughs> tied around their like necks. Yeah. So they've got that. And Brahms babes. Brahms babes, yes. Yeah. And he's really excited that uh, that Ichabod's around because it means he won't have to substitute for science anymore. <laughs> we get a cutaway. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like the cutaway. Like the I cutaway. didn't like it because we haven't had it for any of our character yet. And so the episode did a pretty good job of telling me that he's he's a meathead anyway. Yeah. And 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 and, and I liked how he came back out of the cutaway. And and, and the blackboard was just way too small. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're gonna go on about axes and what they do, I'm gonna say <laughs> as a teacher, there's no way you're using a, a, a blackboard that small. No. And that's not even a Brom thing. So okay, science. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know how. I was kind of like. How bad of a guy is he going to be? Because he's sort of playing it. Even when they're in the house in general, he's kind of playing it all right. Mm. Offers him a shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, the shot is refused because he has no 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 free hands, I believe. Oh, no, he goes to take it and then he sees Cat out the window. Oh, he's Cat on the patio. Yeah. And they go. And, and, and the three guys who were, I mean, they're, they're, they're fun in their way. It's kind of like, what if you had three LeFous? Yeah. I mean, you've kind of got that going on. <laughs> And so, but you take that and you mix it with sort of modern sensibilities, especially about social stuff. Yeah. Uh, but juxtapose it with meathead broism. Yeah. And so there's some humor to be mined there. Um, I do wonder if it's got legs, if you're going to go back to this for, for six or six, is it six episodes? I think it's 10. 10 episodes. Yeah. Okay. Um, a fun bit of split it evenly yeah. split it the middle guy doesn't get a straw anywhere near a drink before it's gone <laughs> just gonna say that uh that was a really hard shot to do actually because yeah. <laughs> there's not much liquid in uh <laughs> so you get all three of you down get your straws, straws in the shot in. the way they need to yeah. be and drink it up yeah that's quite i wonder how long that took them to do i'm that. gonna assume that was water because i can see that shot having to be done a lot oh, of probably times. apple juice because of the color of it uh, but, maybe yeah. yeah oh the coloring in this episode was fantastic yeah yeah, the coloring's really, really Beautiful. good. Yeah, um, Ichabod sees Cat on the patio. Out he goes. Uh, Ichabod's the uh, cat's there with Matilda. He calls her a mean girl. She says, "Thank you." <laughs> she says she's a witch. She says he's kind of can you go ahead and do something. At which point she turns his wine into blood, or at least red wine. I'm not sure what it was. Oh, okay, but probably poisoned. We find yeah. out, and so he dumps it out, and there's a the steam that comes up from the flowers. Yeah. yeah. And then he just smashes the glass for good measure as well. I kind of thought he was a jerk for smashing the glass, although I guess if it's poisoned, you don't want the you don't residual want poison. It, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Um, he said, Cat, if that is your real name. She goes, no, it's Catherine, at which point he Katrina. gives the... Sorry, Katrina. Yeah. The German form of Catherine, which he know means unsullied, amongst other things. And she asked if he Googled it. And he went, no, I binged it. I'm a bing man. <laughs> I don't know about this joke. <laughs> Because I, I think you're going to hit, I do think you're going to hit a tipping point. Well, how quirky can you make Ichabod? Yeah, yeah. And if if this, if we're about to reach the, the sort of end of it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, because <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing to, A, to choose Bing over, which is the joke. Again, yeah, it's the yeah. joke. But, uh Yeah. Where were we next? 
Um, oh, he says he wanted. So she asked why he wants him a Sleepy Hollow, and he said he was bored of where he was and he wanted to go see the world, and that's why he came to Sleepy Hollow. And she's letting him know, yeah, I am buying that. Yeah. And just before we can get some resolution there, so everybody, including him, has got some. And we've seen the token, so we know yes. there's some some purpose we, we can infer. Which is why I didn't get mad about the Bing joke, because it flips quite quickly into, oh, hang on a second, he's hiding something definitely still. So the quirkiness well, kind of gets her, outweighed by the... Well, not about her name. No, I, or, or unless you just go and look, there's just more depth of a character. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the character yet. No, far from it. But I'm just like, you gotta be careful with this. <laughs> um... Brom comes back in um just as you know she's trying to get the answer out of him Brom enters stage right uh Brom comes in puts Ichabod in a headlock and calls him bitchabod I had to rewind that I'm like did I hear what I thought I heard <laughs> that's clever yep uh he also reveals that Cat's the mayor's daughter yep um Cat Van Tassel yes Cat Van Tassel which is why she's there um and not really enjoying herself and he then talks about the headless horseman and other sort of um, stuff. But we get the idea of the headless horseman able to, to, to pass on until he's reunited with his head, and the conditions are ripe to meet him tonight. And you do get the idea that um, this is this is them sort of setting up to try and scare the new guy with the yeah, legends yeah. of the town. And Ichabod's very much, look, I don't believe in the supernatural. There's been no proof of this. And I'm like, dude, someone just turned your wine into blood. <laughs> you asked for a spell and she did it on command. Oh, on a side note, the effects were great. That was a, it was a brilliant effect. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at this and you go, you know, crowdfunded. But you can watch the wine glass and that looks, yeah. it looks incredible. That yeah. was good. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't some sort of, che- it wasn't like, you know, you had a close up to him and then he looks down and it's no, changed. They didn't no, cheat it. it was, it was, it was one shot. Yeah. So wh- whoever, I did look about some of the visual effects were outsourced to a company. Yeah. Of course they would. Yeah. I yeah. wouldn't know how to do it. Um, but yeah, you got what you paid for. That was fantastic. Definitely. Um, and just the right amount. I think there's a little bit of sound that goes with it too, which is yeah, which is, is great. A, just a little flourish. A little, yeah, just a little bit of that. Um, and so uh, that's it. And um, Ichabod, I think, just leaves. And they cut it. There's a, another little minstrel song. He's oh, is there? Yeah. And we go back inside the house. Oh yeah, because he mingled and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But then he leaves. And um, the babes, it's going to feel weird, tells us that Ichabod is stealing his girl, at which point Brom corrects them and goes, you can't own a girl, Susan B., which I think is Susan B. Anthony, he's making a reference to. Uh, with a very progressive thing, but still, we're going to get that guy. Yeah, but still, we don't like him. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to argue, and they argue about whether, you know, they have a catchphrase, that babes assemble or babes one two activate. three babes yeah. or babes activate that was the other one and so again this is this wokeness mixed with well, the wokeness is not right word but socially progressive i guess i don't know um mixed with the broism it's weird but it works for comedy because it almost feels a little bit surfacy and preachy to each other but then they still kind of are like, guilty of it yeah like they say things like you can't own a girl but yeah i'm gonna get that guy yeah because he dared hit on my girl yeah which i think is a, a fairly natural human condition yeah if you saw someone talking up your 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 your, your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your they ex-girlfriend are together though from what it's come across as they though. used to be i mean it plants some seeds yeah 
Yeah, the idea it's not active. No. No. Um, they just say don't let them near a gas your gas stove, which I think was a fart joke. Potentially. I think is what that was. <laughs> or that he'll just leave it on and like kill everyone. Or he'll get high. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're going to mess with Ichabod. We sort of find out. And then we cut to Ichabod, who again has lost his way on the way back to the old Dutch house. Yeah. Can't make his way in. And um, they don't let Braun try for too long to scare Ichabod before you clearly reveal that it's not him. Yeah. But there's never a reveal of, of his token. And in case you missed it, they make sure they have Braun go, oh, you know. Some, like some jewelry, yeah. Some guys like jewelry, yeah. And then we hear the horse. And it legitimately appears. We get a similar shot to earlier with Rip Van Winkle. Yep. The Headless Horseman approaches Ichabod with a sort of housemate flyer, one of the flyers, which didn't have the two ripped off. So no, I'm like, one. I'm like, you, you, you got to commit to this, Ichabod. <laughs> You're ripping them off, all of them. Because if you want us to assume that there's some sort of interest generated, you can't hope they've seen the one. Um, but he moves forward. And then there's there's a close-up on the hilt of his sword or something. Yeah. Is that the same design as what's on the so, coin? Yeah. That part was a little hard to see. Uh, I went back and looked at it. I think it is. Yeah. I'm not 100%, but I think it is. And then we get the credits where your name appears. So that <laughs> is, uh, that's the uh, episode. Uh, I mean, early things that I liked. Uh, you can't help but like Sean Prasad as Ichabod. Oh, he's great, yeah. Um, he's kind of got that quirky, um, slightly nervous, but also slightly show-offy in his nerdy way kind yeah. of character down pat. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's really easy to root for as a protagonist. And because we're aligned to him, he becomes our access point to everything yeah. in this town. If he doesn't know it, we don't know it with the exception of the cutaway. Yeah. And we find out things with him, which is a really useful yeah. storytelling. Yeah. So that's that's the restriction of of, of, of our viewpoint. Yeah. Um, which is good because it'll, it'll, with the exception again of the, we saw the Headless Horseman, well, we think we saw the Headless Horseman at the start. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's good because then we see Ichabod as the new guy and we're worried it's going to happen to him. So it, it's it's really well structured. Um, it's about, we're running about 18 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good pacey 18 minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I like Ichabod. I want to see him do well. Uh, I'm kind of curious about this idea that the Headless Horseman wants to be his, his roommate. Yep. That's a funny turn you, you don't expect to have coming at all. No. And that's really what the point of episode one was. You're just the characters and then get us to this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to see Ichabod romantically pursue Cat. Yep. Uh, I probably want to see some sort of comeuppance for Braum. Yep. Uh, and there's a few characters who I think we'll see more of, and I'm looking forward to seeing them. Yep. Uh, the 14-year-old actor, the the minstrel will be there throughout, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so there's a lot of... There's a lot of positive things that I take out of this from a, a narrative construction standpoint. Cinematography, sound—I mean, any sort of any sort of film language itself—I can't fault for the art of filmmaking. It's 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 really well done throughout, and it's really well written in that in that Prasad and Prasad. So I gotta think. I'm gonna call it Sean and Sinead. Am I gonna call it Prasad and Prasad? <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta choose something here, but in the way that that their comedy seems to live a very specific sense that's the humor. It definitely works for the uh, actors they associate themselves with, and it's endearing. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. might have to ask Sean if he has ever been influenced by the Muppets, because... <laughs> yeah, it feels, it feels like there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So there's a so I asked three questions at the start, which were does does this you know does this introduce the characters? Well, obviously, I Definitely, mean, yeah. the whole point of the mayor's exactly. party, yeah, it was just a really easy storytelling way of going. Let's meet all the characters in really short succession. Yeah. Yeah. These are people you're going to need to know for the next episode. We might show you some more next episode we, for the future. We, we might but, drip feed some more yeah, in, but yeah. here's the here's the ones you need to know from for for, for like a starting point. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you go. Does it create an atmosphere? Yeah, it creates this sort of irreverent, irreverent but spooky. Yeah. but fun. Yeah, irreverent, spooky, fun, quirky, but everybody's withholding something yeah there's so many enigmas in play here yeah, yeah. what is the deal with uh the girl who's the, the girl from the drugstore it's not a drugstore what's you know what is her deal yeah. as a witch cat seems to be more where that's hiding there yeah. uh, i think the town probably has some sort of big deep dark secret i yeah, think yeah. i think sean's backstory uh ichabod's backstory is, is gonna it, have to yeah. come into play here because obviously he's got this for a reason he's already been called out as a liar hasn't he like so that's this is an, it kind of makes you go oh okay where was that well when cat goes you're a bad liar mr ichabod crane oh that's right oh the bit where he's like yeah i wanted I to see, see the world wanted to see the world so yeah. you came to sleepy hollow so like, Holla. that, yeah yeah that's in, that's interesting and not to itself. visit you came here to be the middle school teacher yeah you come here to live what's that about yeah, yeah. and i do wonder about the fact that he no sells the magic he just saw yeah like, I see no belief in it. Like it just happened. It just happened after she called herself a witch. Yep. So and then you broke the glass. So unless you got other 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 ideas, science boy, <laughs> which is science and the supernatural, yeah, right? Yeah. Two very different worlds. And so why are you carrying this token? Yeah. Yeah. So those are all really good, and this give you a reason to come back. I think all the enigmas we just discussed, yeah, absolutely do that. But especially what is what does the headless horseman want with Ichabod? Because he obviously wants something. Like, well, I mean, on the very surface level, Kabod want uh, the headless horseman wants wants a place wants to a live. Place to live, by the looks now, of things. Now, Brom knows this. Yeah. So you can't. It's gonna be hard to keep this a secret. It's gonna be like, oh, the headless horseman's living with living with Ichabod. What's he like? Yeah. Is it gonna be like that? Does he eat? <laughs> Can he communicate? Yeah. That would be really interesting. Yeah, it will be really interesting. I have no idea kind of where it's gonna go from there. So um, this is, I guess, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think so. So this is the part where we kind of generally go, uh, would you, oh, right, is it it grounded or is it cleared for takeoff? Oh, absolutely cleared for takeoff. Yeah, it's absolutely cleared for takeoff, which is a good thing because there's a second part to this. And the second part to this is, are are we okay to announce it? Uh, I assume so. Okay. We we, we believe, I'll say we We believe. believe. We believe we're going to be able to uh, welcome um well you've been doing the contact yeah um I, uh, is there a specific members or members member sure. member or members of um of, of, of headless yeah uh the cast and or crew yeah uh are going to join us for a thing at the end of the web series yes. so we'll do kind of a see it or skip it i mean by that point we'll have watched all 10 episodes so you kind of know what our feeling is on that <laughs> but this would be kind of cool so if you're out there and you know we're, we're, we're gonna push this hard on the twitter and on the pod and all yeah, that definitely. stuff over the course of this make sure that you uh check it out i mean it's 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 high quality stuff it's uh it's all on youtube yeah so there's no there's no barrier to no. getting it this isn't behind a disney paywall or a netflix paywall it's just there and so uh that would be interesting because it's always amazing for people who we sit on this side of the fence 
and we analyze and yeah we do stuff on stage but the idea of now here's a camera and here's putting everything together yeah. how do you make that how do you make that into a finished thing um it's really remarkable whenever anybody inside that um industry talks to us yeah and secondly when they're doing it for themselves on a smaller level because that's it's not it's inspiring, isn't it, it? It's not you're showing up to set one day, you get your craft services and you eat your food. No. And then all of a sudden you uh you you leave and then six months later they put the film out. You yeah. go, Oh, cool. No, they've I mean I've seen because I was part of the Kickstarter, so all the updates yeah. have come through with, with all the different post production and stuff and they were updating us while they were while they were filming and all sorts. So I've yeah. seen lots of really cool behind the scenes stuff like that you wouldn't get to see otherwise for productions so people like shipwrecked and people like jamie lynn Beatty and i'm sorry i forget the other woman's name do you have to remember elana elana gordon elana gordon yeah who did designated writer yeah um who are going out there and sort of seeing over okay we wrote it and then we're going to shoot it and then we're going to edit it and you're you with it on that sort of granular of a level as as independent filmmaking and independent uh i guess i call this a, a um, a miniseries yeah yeah uh sort of so it's independent content creation on this level though not just it's a step above what we do here's a camera or here's a microphone yeah. record and publish with and without the giant studio it's that medium level yeah. where where yeah so it's really really exciting and it's always uh it's amazing how cl- much closer that world feels when you talk to someone who does it yeah and even the conversation about the Kickstarter and how do you fund it, which is the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah. So lots of questions that, that I'm going to have both about the content, but also about the process. Yeah. So it'd be great if, uh, if, 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 if the BFE, uh, both within the, the, the hosts, obviously, but also within some of some of the community yeah. who, who listens to the stuff we put out, got on board and took so a look at this stuff because go show headless some love, yeah. go show headless some love. It's free. Yeah. It's free. And that's the question I want to have is, okay, you, you've made this. Is Outside of you're an artist and you want to express yourself, mm-hmm. what is the hope with this? Is it that someone comes along and funds the next one? Is it to continue doing Kickstarter stuff for the good of that stuff? Or is it, you know, if, 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 if Warner Brothers showed up or Disney showed up with a big check, are you going for that? What is the hope behind yeah. releasing this because the economics of youtube are you know unless this is like millions and millions and millions of viewers yeah then what does that mean financially you know how much of their of their of the money they're putting into us they're going to recoup probably not a great deal no i know that obviously because they were already they had the funding beforehand because obviously with the kickstarter that you secure the funding first i know yeah. they were able to pay everyone industry rate yeah before you even before start, which even is great, start, which is brilliant. So obviously, f- financial remuneration isn't the name of the game. No. But the question then becomes, what to do next? And is it just going to be to continue doing that? Which is great. If it, it's yeah, we're going to keep doing the cycle and have it be sort of uh, crowdfunded or, or you know, yeah, um, the, on, on that grassroots level, brilliant, brilliant. It, but it's just a really interesting question. So um, I'm sure I'll put the, the the link down to not only the uh, video, but also to Shipwreck's homepage and all that stuff. And you can yeah, definitely have a look at some of the stuff that they've done elsewhere. Um, and just, just as a final little bit as well, a bit of a congratulations to them already because they um, premiered at the Buffer Festival in Toronto uh, over the weekend and won the Excellence in uh, Photography, I believe it was, award. Excellence in Production production yeah yeah so for episode one of shipwreck did they see the whole thing or is it just episode, episode one? one wow yeah 
That was the the, the, the what festival? Buffer. The Buffer Festival. Yeah. Okay, because I know TIFF is probably coming up any time now, which is the Toronto National Film Festival. This isn't a film, so. No, it's, it is made for smaller things, I believe, yeah, Buffer Festival, but it's Excellent. one of the bigger ones. Yeah, it's a film festival. Oh, you, you could not knock the production values of this oh, one God, bit. No. This is, I don't, I don't mean to say this to be um, condescending whatsoever when I say these are professional standard and not just like like poor professional. This is industry standard yeah. production. I so said Buffer Festival is the world's largest international digital first film festival. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Digital first. Yeah. Cool. So well done to um, Sean and everybody else at, at, at Shipwrecked. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely worth some of your time. I'm, I'm talking about 18 minutes, folks. Yep. So give 18 up. minutes once a Sunday for the next 10 weeks. Go for it. There you go. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to keep watching. I, I, we won't release like an episode by episode no. breakdown like that. But we'll, we'll come back at the end. And we'll tell you how we felt that went. And then, then we'll have a conversation yeah. with whoever it is that we happen to patch through to. Yep. So that'll be fun. So uh, thanks for listening to us talk uh, about Headless. Uh, for all the ever good stuff coming up on the BFE, uh, you can get a hold of us on Twitter at Best Film Ever Pod. And that's really about, about it. Is there anything else that you're really excited about? Get a hold of us. Reverend Bruce got a hold of me today talking about the Woodstock documentary. Yeah, you said you watched it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. He, he got a hold of me and said, hey, you need to check out this, this, this documentary. I said, guy, I've already watched it. <laughs> so maybe there's something in that for future time, but we'll see. So, uh, for best film ever, uh, and up in Georgia. And we'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>